When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter, and we're here with the divisional round episode. Think about that for a second. We're sitting here in mid-January. The Giants, after having been the worst team in the NFL, tied with the Jets, over the previous five seasons, lose 10-plus games every year, are sitting here in the divisional round of the playoffs with a night game Saturday night scheduled, South Philadelphia, playoffs, Giants, Eagles, divisional rivalry. I mean, just absolutely dream stuff if you think about it. Before the season, if I said to you the Giants were going to be in the divisional round of the playoffs and you're going to feel pretty good about their chances because I think most Giants fans are feeling pretty good about this team right now. They're on the rise. They answered the question of whether they have a coach. I think everyone clearly thinks Brian Dable is the goods. They answered the question at quarterback. It's hard to watch Daniel Jones at this point, really all season long, but especially the second half of the season when he's carried the load, been their best offensive player by far, not even close, and then do what he did in the playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings. So think about that. They have their coach. They have their quarterback. They're a team on the rise, and they're two wins away from the Super Bowl. Just think about that for a second. Even if they lose this week, which obviously is a possibility, they're they're pretty big underdogs. They're seven and a half point underdogs as we speak. But even if they lose this weekend, they are in the divisional round of the playoffs on January 21st, I think is the date, and answered most of the biggest questions you had about this team for the past five or so years. So you got to feel good right now. You got to feel good. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit later about the delay in the podcast and why it's coming out so late this week. There's a lot that goes into uh, the scheduling, right? And this week was kind of crazy. It's the playoffs, but we'll get to more of it later. And also, we're going to talk to Landon Collins. Talk to him about playing Philadelphia, playing in Philadelphia playing in a playoff game, being back with the Giants. I think you'll like that as well. But in the meantime, we'll talk about this team that is two games from the Super Bowl. Real quick, we'll go over how they got there. The Minnesota game. Okay, 31-24, top 30 points. Offense is cruising, playing better than it has all year. Now, granted, we all know the Vikings defense stinks. Okay, they stink. There's no way around it. They just fired their defensive coordinator. They haven't been good. Guys running all over the field wide open. But I don't care who you're playing against in the NFL. Daniel Jones in that game, just like he was in the Colts game, was flawless. And really, the whole world got a chance to see what he's been doing all season long. And obviously, I'm the conductor. Choo-choo. But, I mean, I don't know how you watch that game and are not impressed with Daniel Jones running, passing, Everything they needed from him. 
Perfect. No turnovers again. He has one turnover in his last six games. One turnover in his last six games. I mean, that's elite quarterback stuff with one turnover in six games. You could have a ball bounce off Darius Slayton's chest and land in the arms of a defender. Yet he has one turnover in six games. Pretty incredible at this point. And obviously his stock through the roof. And I've heard people say, oh, the number now for Daniel Jones is $33 million at least. People saying he's going to get it. And, and I get where they, where, why people are saying that. But it's been like that for a while now because let me explain to you where the number 33 comes from. If you the negotiating for a guy who, if the team wants to keep the guy, a player, in Daniel Jones's case, it's hard to imagine the Giants are going to want to let their starting quarterback go. So the player can then say, well, then franchise tag me, which in Daniel Jones's case is $30 million. Okay, so that's where the negotiating starts. But it's not just $30 million. Well, you could essentially, you want to keep me two years and not sign me to a long-term deal? It's the franchise tag, franchise tag, because you can do it back-to-back years. So it's the franchise tag for year one, $30 million. Franchise tag for year two, $36 million, right? 20% of $30 million is 36 So now you're at $66 million over two years, average $33 million. And let me tell you, that's the starting point. Any agent worth a damn, that's the starting point. That's his leverage, right? Says to the Giants, you're not going to let me go. Okay, then franchise tag me if you're not going to give me that much money. That's the starting point. So the starting point of his negotiation is basically $33 million. So the likelihood is it's going to probably end near 35 to $40 million. Like, that's reality, okay, because that's the way he's played. So, you know, you have to look at it and say, and I know even the doubters were like, okay, Daniel Jones – He's doing what he needs to do. They're asking him not to make mistakes. And yeah, I agree with that. The first half of the season, a lot of that was that way. Saquon Barkley, 20 or more carries, six times in the first nine games. In the last eight games that Barkley and Jones have played, not once has he had 20 carries because the Giants have gotten more confident in their passing game, in their wide receivers, and in Daniel Jones. And now... They say, okay, when we have a matchup like Minnesota, we can go around there and we can sling it around the yard. And that's what they did. Now, I think this week, we'll get to it in a second. They might have to dial that back and go back to the first half of the year. Because can they sling it around the yard and really keep up with the the Eagles? I'm not so sure, especially with the Eagles' defensive line, the way they rushed the passers. 70 sacks, by the way. 70 sacks they had this year. Number one in the NFL, close to an NFL record. Also very impressive in that Minnesota game, Isaiah Hodgins. He got with, with uh, Sterling Shepard close. The honey bun. The honey bun is when you, uh, the honey, getting 100 yards. 100, 100 plus yards. And then you got Saquon Barkley played really well. They didn't get a ton of carries. Only 14 total touches, but more than 100 total yards. And what he talked about, and I think this is very interesting, and we've seen a lot more of it in the second half of the year. He's getting efficient touches, okay? It's and that they're not he's not facing the loaded boxes quite as much. We'll see how Philadelphia handles it, but that was the case. And now going to face the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles smacked the Giants in the first matchup. Not even a competition. It was a demolition. The Eagles rolled the Giants. Rolled them in MetLife Stadium, embarrassed them. Showed that they weren't in their class. 48 to 22. But That team that we saw in early December for the Giants is not the team that is going to be on the field 
this week in Philadelphia in a divisional round of the playoffs. A, the Giants are playing better. Their receiving core alone just has evolved. They've settled in with the offensive line. Now think back to that giant, that Giants first Giants Eagles game. Number one, let me say this. Remember, that was the game Saquon Barkley was questionable. He might not play. He had that neck injury pop up. So he was limited in that game to start, right? He played, but he that was not a healthy Saquon Barkley. But let's throw that away for a minute because he did play. The Giants defense did not have a Dory Jackson, top cornerback, Xavier McKinney, top safety, Leonard Williams, top run stuffer. So adding those three guys to a defense makes a difference. Eagles are not playing the same defense that they faced six weeks ago. They're just not. Yeah, and okay, the Giants, the flip side, they're confident. You see the team this week, super loose. Daniel Jones is doing the goddamn gritty, okay? By the way, a week late, let me say this. Like, it would have been apropos if he did the gritty last week when he's playing Jefferson and the Vikings. Not grittying before playing the Eagles, or at least done it on the field in Minnesota, something like, you know. Kayvon Thibodeau, by the way, did it on the logo on his way off the field. But the Giants are confident. They're feeling loose. They're feeling good. They feel good in part because they played well against the Eagles starters. Their backups played well against the Eagles starters in Week 18. Now, I'll say that's not exactly the Eagles team they're going to be facing. Jalen Hurts played, but they didn't want to run him in that game. The Eagles were intent on not running him. They uh, He averages close to seven design runs per game, Jalen Hurts' this season. Seven. He had one in that game. It was a QB sneak for one yard when they needed it. So, so, so they didn't they didn't have their their offense is not the same if he's not running. If he, there's no threat for him to run. No, I expect this to be different. This is the playoffs. He's had what? Uh, so he missed two games, came back, had a bye week. So this is like basically five or six weeks since his injury. I expect him to be significantly healthier, right? So Jalen Hurts is gonna run. So the Giants are also facing a way different Eagles team in part. Because uh, Lane Johnson's also back. They're right tackle. He's their best offensive lineman. The numbers when he's there and when he's not are crazy. So I think these are keys. Biggest key to the game for the Giants. How healthy are those two guys? That's what it could be. Because if Jalen Hurts is healthy and playing at 100% and Lane Johnson's playing at a high level, the Giants could be in trouble. But if we see Jalen Hurts at any point struggling physically, that to me, is when the door opens. And it's possible. You know, I was talking to Jared Davis, who started last week at linebacker. I expect him to play a lot again this week because we're talking about a team that ran all over the Giants the first time. 200-plus yards. That's Jared Davis' specialty, right? He can help against the run. He said, anytime a quarterback gets on the move, your goal is to hit them, right? Whether he's hurt or not. And then he later added, their goal is to be, the Giants, is to be as physical as possible with Jalen Hurts. And you would expect nothing less. Nothing less. Nothing less. Now, the Giants' confidence level, as I mentioned, through the roof. That should help them here. I don't think they're going to be flustered. I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed. We saw Daniel Jones is not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. Think about this for a second. First playoff game of many of their careers. The Giants allow the Vikings just to run right, goes right down the field. Like barely any resistance. Score a touchdown, 7 nothing. Okay. You would think, okay, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, you know, got the little nerves, the butterflies, first playoff game. No, Daniel Jones just tore them up on the opening drive. 
went right down the field, tied the game. To me, in retrospect, that was the biggest moment of the game. They showed that they weren't going to flinch. So I don't think they're going to flinch here. Another hostile environment, raucous atmosphere, people yelling, giving them double birds, as Eli likes to say, screaming at them, cursing out their families. Yeah, it's going to be a night game. It's going to be rowdy at Lincoln Financial Field. And the Giants, I expect to be up for the task. I do. I expect this to be a close game. That's how the Giants play. Now, the more I think about the matchup, the more I look at it and say, "Ah, Isaiah Hodgins is playing really well. Darius Slayton has done good things throughout the season. I know he had that key drop late against Minnesota, but again, made some big plays in that game. Richie James has proven to be a quality, a decent player. So the Giants feel better about their receiving core. But at the same time, when you're looking at, all right, we got Slayton and Hodges. And yeah, they can win against James Bradbury and Darius Slay. But can they win consistently? I have my concerns. Which makes me think, this is a Saquon Barkley game. If the Giants are going to win, Saquon Barkley is going to have to have a monster game. Like, remember he played against them, like, what was it like? Might have been his rookie year. And he was just unbelievable. I think it was his rookie year. Maybe it was his second year. And he was making cuts. And and the Giants eventually lost the game. I believe it was a primetime game. And they didn't give him the ball enough in the second half. But, man, he was unbelievable in that game. They're going to need that kind of effort, in my opinion, from Saquon Barkley. Because if you look at the Eagles and you look at their weaknesses on defense, if there is one, because they're really good. It's stopping the run. So I don't think the Giants can go around, sling it around, get in a shootout, win a 34-30 game against the Eagles. If they go back and sling it around the yard, Daniel Jones is going to be taking monster hits. He's going to be getting popped, and he's not going to have a ton of success. I mean, that's it. There's no way around it. So Saquon Barkley, to me, if they want to have any chance, monster game. Let's talk a little bit, little bit about the defense. On to the next one. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, we're going to talk to Landon Collins here. Second time around, back with the Giants. This is the furthest you've ever been in the playoffs, so so give me an idea. What's that feel like at this point? A little bit of nervousness, but a good nervousness. Like, I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm excited. uh, Ready to get on the field. Ready to uh, 
to play, ready to just uh, keep running, keep making that run, and honestly be with these guys and just have fun. The what's at stake in the game in Philadelphia? How much juice does that add to it? Like the the combination of those two of what you expect that atmosphere to be like in a night game, by the way, a night playoff game. Honestly, is 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 win and keep on going and lose or go home. That's 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 the biggest thing. Um, but we, I'm confident in this team. We having we having fun. We flying around. Everybody's uh, locked in. We in tune to what we have to do as as a whole. That's defense, and we're ready to fly around. The biggest surprise for you, like you came here right, but mid season so or so. Week three. Yeah. Week three. Okay. Green Bay, I think week four, week three. So. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The, the London game. So when you get here. What was what's the thing that has surprised you the most about this group and this team? We get asked a question about like if anything we had to say to the team. I get I ain't get killed on, but what was going through my mind was uh it reminds me of 2016 team, 2016 team, but it's just like I said, it's a tad difference because we had big name guys when that came into this team and we was like, we we made a difference. That made a difference. But then this team as a young and I was the youngest one on that team in 2016. Like people don't realize right, I was right. the youngest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it's, we, we just had a great year. We understood each other. Everybody was selfless. Everybody put their name behind them. Like, yeah, Damian Snacks, Harris, OV, Jack Rabbit, DRC, um, Hank, um, JPP, like all those guys. We put all that selflessness behind us. Those names were big names that made, made plays their whole career, you know? Put right. their name, put that side, put that put to the side and came in here and we became a team. We became a whole, we became a brotherhood. And that's what I see here. As in, we don't have I don't, we don't have too many big names besides Dex. You got Julian, you got X. So um, yeah, but these are guys like you're saying they're they're having to prove themselves in this league. Right. Those guys were already they're proven. proven. Yeah, those yeah, guys were already play. proven. So now it's like they have a chip on their shoulder, but also they're putting that to the side and just being team players. And when you're a team player within an organization and within a team and creating a family, you go a long way because you'll do anything for the person to the left of you and to the right of you. And now you know you're in the playoffs. So does Anything that Wink does or Brian Dable does surprise you at this point? Nah, <laughs> no, honestly, they've been the same and nothing has changed. No, not even just being in the playoffs. They've been the same uh, leaders, been the same coaches um, and just keeping the same energy that they kept from day one to now. That mentality has really worked for this team, sort of, uh, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing kind of deal of, uh, you know, be composed, just go about, worry about, you know, what you're doing in the moment. How different is that from the approach that most coaches take? Or is, is that really kind of what, what you've experienced most of your career? Ah, uh, um, I'm experiencing a lot of different, a lot of different coaches, different, different, um, aspects, but honestly, so is, this, is this philosophy that much different? Uh, is, is better. I would say it's the, the most, the most, the best one to be more transparent with your players, because this is a grown man's sport. You got a lot of egos within this locker room. A lot of people that came from top nine colleges that, that have names, you know, know, and want to be on the field and want to be able to help. So just being transparent with these players, letting them know, like, this is what we're thinking. This is where we're going. Makes a player under, give an understanding when the stuff of being in the dark, being in the blue, just trying to just wing it. You have a favorite memory or least favorite memory about being in Philadelphia? Uh, I mean, I remember my least favorite one was when they was throwing like, they was in the losing season, they was just throwing cans and beer on top of us. I was like, for what? <laughs> like, understand. Is that 16? I can't remember. Probably it 16. Might have been 16 because you and the Cowboys were the good the good teams in 16. Yeah, probably 16. I had a bad year in 16. Mm -hmm. So, 
from there, uh, that was my worst experience. But at the end of the day, I understand we playing, we arrivals and we at Wichita, but we are still players. We are still like people, like if you see us in the street, you wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> no, you definitely know? not. So uh, from that aspect, that's the worst. But the best, uh, I have a couple best making uh, where Ertz was there, knocking the fumble out for the Giants, getting it back, almost putting us in a winning position at, in the fourth quarter. Uh, um, Watching Odell do the uh, the dog thing at, on the goal line. <laughs> had a couple, so it, it had some good memories over there. That was seventeen. That season didn't go so well. I went kind of went kind of went downhill after that one. Uh huh. Um, and just getting some wins out there. I think I won won a couple times there. So really, just I made an interception. Well, not with Giants, but with Washington. Made had a couple of interceptions over there. So just uh, that experience. Where's the uh, interception for a touchdown ball? What's 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 it doing right now? Oh, it's chilling. It's still in the locker right now. <laughs> what? Is it, what? You're not gonna put it somewhere special? Um, in my house, I'm not at home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Your favorite part about being back with the Giants second time is uh, the atmosphere, uh, the love, and just uh, the, the, the I felt like I was at home. Does it feel more natural wearing blue than burgundy? Uh, it, it just feels great. <laughs> it feels great. What should we expect? What do you expect? Comes uh, I was gonna say Sunday, Saturday night. In Philadelphia, a great game. Uh, two teams pushing it to the limit. Two teams um, trying to get to that next that next game, and um, a fight. It's gonna be a grudge fight that tonight. Pre appreciate you, man. On to the next one. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, thanks there to Landon Collins. Back for his second stint with the Giants and a little redemption. Actually got a playoff win this time around. Who would have thought? The Giants are getting a playoff win in 2022 and not 2016. Not 2016 was team was pretty good, as he said. There was some really... Quality, significant players on that team. Obviously, they fell apart right after, but this team should have more staying power, especially considering how Joe Shane handled the offseason and the trade deadline and said, you know what? We're building to the future. Everything now is gravy. Really, gravy. One thing I didn't mention earlier, I kind of wanted to mention, and I think could be an interesting little storyline to this game. It, nobody really talks about it because I don't think anybody but maybe Jalen Hurts Possibly Brian Dable? No. Think back to Jalen Hurts' career. He's at Alabama. He is benched in the national championship game. Okay. Who was the offensive coordinator in that game uh, for Alabama? Brian Dable. If you read and you go look around and you look hard enough, you see that apparently Brian Dable wanted to 
insert Tua into the lineup even earlier than he did. That report has been out there on multiple occasions. How much do we think Jalen Hurts holds a grudge? Jalen Hurts, obviously now the star Eagles quarterback. The two have said nothing but nice things publicly. But I did say, you know, so I think it was the first time they played the Eagles. Okay, this will be your Jordan on the beat. The portion of the podcast in this episode where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants, work for ESPN, or cover the NFL in general. So, first time they played the Eagles, it was a day, and I was uh, I was quiet. I didn't ask Brian Dable a question. I don't know why. I just didn't really have anything, or I was saving my specific questions for the next day, or whatever it was. So, afterwards, he came up to me, and he said, I think he was, after practice, he walked by me. He said, you're really quiet at practice. And then he was getting on me a little bit. I forget exactly what he said, and I, I said to him, hey, you know, the thing that really crossed my mind is I wanted to ask you, does Jalen Hurts actually hate your guts? Because you benched him. And he laughed and chuckled and he, and he said, you know, hey, I don't know. That's something you would have to ask him. And it made me wonder, is there any resentment? Is there any of that, you know, I, I, hatred is not the right word. But Jalen Hurts, from what I heard, is one of those people who uses all these slights, who doesn't forget, you know, all the times he's been looked over. And he uses this as motivation. So who's to say that he doesn't use it? Now, maybe he blames it all on Nick Saban when he was at, when they were out of Alabama for benching him for Tua in the national championship game. Maybe, maybe he resents Brian Dable. Maybe he holds a little grudge. I'm a grudge holder. I'm not going to lie. I forgive, but I do not forget. I have a feeling Jalen Hurts is in that same boat, that he has forgiven Brian Dable, but in the back of his mind, he has not forgotten. And it probably would feel a little extra nice to win his first playoff game against the guy that benched him in the national championship game when he was in college. Obviously, Jalen Hurts then transferred the next year, went to Oklahoma, did his thing there, was amazing, came to the NFL. People doubted him again. Second-round pick by the Eagles. Look what he's doing now. He was, was going to win the MVP probably if he stayed healthy, but he didn't. Hurt his shoulder late in the season. But... Just a little interesting little plot line storyline. Now, as for this podcast this week, so when a team, when your team you're covering makes the playoffs, it's good for business. My business, I'm talking about. Because I mean, I've been on TV all week. How many times? Let's see. I've been on the 6 p.m. Sports Center on Tuesday, on Wednesday. I'm gonna be on Sports Center on Saturday morning, Friday afternoon, Thursday afternoon. I was on live. I was on. The morning on Wednesday, I was on 6 p.m. Wednesday. I don't know if I said that. Tuesday, I don't know if I said that. So all these times I'm going on TV. Then you're talking about I'm doing radio interviews left and right. You know, whether it's 98.7. I did one. I have something with Amazon. I have something uh, with, I did a bunch of Philly sports radio station interviews. So it's a busy week. And then you put into, okay, so Giants member, they played on Sunday. And then they're playing on Saturday. So when that happens, the schedule gets moved up a day, right? Today, I'm taping this on Friday. Friday is essentially a normal Saturday for me, right? And tomorrow Sunday, game day. Same for the Giants. So what they do is basically Tuesday is their day off. Tuesday is no longer a day off, so I lost my day off. I traveled home on Monday. It was kind of a latish game on Sunday. So by the time I got back, went to sleep, took an early flight home from Minnesota. I sleep two hours. You get home. You lose the hour because it's central time zone as well. Then you have to go. You, you barely sleep. Then you're 
you lose Tuesday, which is usually an off day. So I lost my off day. You're back to we're back to the Giants facility on Tuesday preparing for the week. It becomes a really hectic, crazy week. This is the playoffs. These are, so this is why I couldn't bang out the podcast earlier this week. Just didn't have time. I tried. I was trying to squeeze in and I just did not have time. Tuesday ended up being too busy. Next thing you know, I'm pushing it back. And here we are. Didn't get released till Friday. So next week, if the Giants do win, by the way, I'm predicting a closed game, but I'm picking. I'm sorry. Not the Giants. I got to go. I, it's hard for me to pick the team seven and a half points underdog as a straight winner. I just the Eagles are more talented team. I, I think the Giants keep it close, but just come up a little short next week. If they play, remember, they're playing Saturday this week. So that would give you an extra, extra day this time around. So instead of six days between games, it gives me nine days between games. So if the Giants win, I'll have a lot more time to get the podcast done at the beginning of the week. So stay tuned. We'll see. But first and foremost, enjoy Saturday night. Enjoy it. Get excited. Enjoy the game. Because the Giants are two wins from the Super Bowl. And whether they get there or not, the fact that we could even say that, and we've answered so many questions about this team this year. If you're a Giant fan, I don't know how you're not happy with where they are. But the game will be fun on top of that. Saturday night, South Philadelphia Giants. Division rival, your hated Eagles. The Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Yes, those people. That's what you're going to be hearing all day Saturday. If you're at that game, fly, Eagles, fly, right? And all you want to do if you're the Giants is shove it down their throat. But most of all, it's going to be a fun day of football. Divisional round episode concluded. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends you know where to find me. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, email. I'm around. We'll do a, a Giants After Dark sometime soon, depending on how long the season lasts. Probably do one after the season, so get your questions in. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time. <laughs>